This is the fear of science. Welcome to the Fear of Science, the show that dives into the wide world of science topics to demystify, debunk, and delight. Each show features a new science fear with special guests and more surprises along the way. We're here with episode two, The Fear of Aliens, and we are joined in studio with two special guests. My name is Daniel Chai. Let's get that started. I'm Daniel Chai, one of the hosts of the Fear of Science. And I'm your co-host, Jeff Porter. And joining us on this episode, we have... Kat Kelly. I'm an astronomer at the HR McMillan Space Center in Vancouver. And I'm Joe Fulgham. I'm a podcaster, game master, and uh, WordPress webmaster, I guess, is my real job. Great. Glad to have you both here. Now, uh, Jeff, I've been thinking about this all day. And, you know, there, there's the, the thought that, you know, if there's an undercover cop, that uh, if you are an undercover cop, you have mm. to identify yourself as an undercover cop, right? Legally, <laughs> apparently. Right. So we're right. all under oath, right? Yeah, we yeah. are under oath. Podcast laws. So <laughs> I wonder if that's the same thing for aliens. So I'm going to start off this episode by just asking everyone in the room: Is anyone in here an alien? If you are, you have to say. Not to my knowledge. It's possible I'm an alien and they've monkeyed with my own memories, so I think Ooh. I'm human. I will admit that. Okay. But as far as I know, human. Well, then that means we have two experts on. <laughs> Perhaps. Ah, involuntary alien. I think that's a lot. Well, uh, uh, no, no other aliens? Okay. No comment from Kat. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> uh, but yes, glad to have you guys here. Uh, so, so aliens. Uh, first off, you know, we're... we're this show is all about the, talking about fears of different science topics. Uh, do either of you have a fear of alien or a curiosity of aliens? Uh, definitely curiosity. Yep. I would love aliens to come to planet Earth or perhaps they have. Who knows? Maybe we'll, we'll speak about that. But yeah, definite curiosity over fear for me. I'd say both because it's so unknown. Um, I, I'm super excited to know if they exist, but also, I mean, humans are pretty terrible. How terrible could alien races be? So, um, yeah, um, it's up in the air. Right. What if they're like aliens from the Aliens movies? I don't want to meet those ones. I'm afraid of those, yes. Yeah, I agree. I think it really depends on the type of alien, depends on my fear of it. Mm -hmm. uh, E.T., not too freaked out by no? it. Um, but yeah, aliens, predator, any of that stuff, uh, no way. So, so that leads you know the the first question, uh, which I think is a great way to start off uh, every episode of uh, Fear of Science, and that is why do people fear our specific subjects? So for today, it's why do people fear aliens? So uh, other than of course fearing an alien with uh, acid blood uh, and a tail that can impale you through the chest, why else do people fear aliens? Why do you guys think? Uh, I think it's classic, like fear of the unknown, for sure, with aliens. Um, of course, people be scared that they are, they intend harm. But I also think there's a, a fear of, um, like, what if they're better than us? Or what if uh, we're so insignificant to them? What does that mean for humanity? What if it changes everything so much and we're not ready? Um, so, yeah, definitely fear of the unknown. 
Sounds like my fear of dating back in high school. <laughs> what if they're better than me? What if I'm insignificant? Uh, and then you um, find out they are and you are, and yeah, it's okay. It's yeah. totally fine. Oh, of course, yes, yes. And we work together. <laughs> to find harmony, that's right. Now, Kat, you work at the H.R. McMillan Space Center. Uh, do you, uh, do you in your line of work, do you have children? Do you have visitors come in and uh, ask you about aliens? Do you get questions about the subject? Yeah, for sure. Um, there's kind of two, I'd say two categories. There's like um, just speculation. Do you think there's life out there? And then we definitely get phone calls being like, what was that? that I saw in the sky last night mm. and a varying degree of the intensity of that question um, yeah I love entertaining the the question personally I think it's incredibly likely there is life out there in the universe um, what it is I I mean we've got an infinite universe who knows <laughs> what how often do you get uh, people calling in about seeing lights in the sky and uh, how do you deal with that do you do you have answers for that you're like eh, it's probably nothing well, for one, disclaimer, I've only worked there for about 30 days. <laughs> um, however, my uh, the person who had the job previously to me, who is a friend of mine, Derek here, um, he, apparently it's rather common. Um, so I'm kind of ready. I've had one phone call so far. Um, and most of the time I can tell them what the light was. Right. So I'm kind of like crushed their dreams a little bit. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, it was... The ISS, which I think is really cool, most of the time it is that. And they use reasonable logic, like they say, well, it was going really fast, it was too fast to be a satellite, it wasn't a plane, and those things are all correct. Um, yeah, I've, I, it's fun to wanna like mock people, but really <laughs> uh, my job is to sort of educate them to, if they can leave the conversation asking questions in the future, rather than just feeling dumb, then that's my right. goal. Well, and who knows? It might be an actual spaceship. Right. <laughs> the next day, it'll be on the news, and I'll be like, oh, I shut them down. <laughs> it was it. It's a spaceship flying by the space station. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah it's like a, you It's like don't want to be that person in the movie uh, that they make up the first meeting, uh, having someone play you as the, no, that's not yeah. a real thing. <laughs> and then turns out it is. Uh, Joe, do you believe in aliens? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, be I believe that there that there's alien life out there. I don't know if intelligence has arisen somewhere. I certainly don't believe we've been visited. I, I think we're at the point now where unless they are magically advanced from us, we'd be able to tell some kind of signs that they've been here or out there that are fairly conclusive, right? But mostly it's been just people seeing things and trying to explain them and for some reason jumping to an interstellar explanation rather than maybe it's something more likely and earthbound. Weather balloon. It's always a yeah. weather balloon. See, I, I think that we, are, that we are not alone in this universe. I believe that there are aliens out there. And I've felt this way for a long time, mainly because I don't feel that uh, humans that people we are not that special like I, <laughs> I'd like to think that we you know create you know we've created cars we've created uh, the internet we've created tinder but you know there are are if we can do this here on this planet like uh, there must there must be in the infinite amount of space out there that I can't even wrap my brain around there must be other 
similar aliens doing the same thing. Creating Tinder? <laughs> yeah, alien Tinder, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Probably. I mean, they're, they're going to have to mate. And once they get tech, they're probably going to make ways to make that easier. True. I totally thought that you were going to say that you've been abducted by aliens or something like right. that. I believe because. Let me tell you a story. It's like, ah, it's like, wow, we heard it on a podcast. It must be true. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I totally believe in aliens as well. Um, I totally, the same thing as you. I think it's just kind of ignorant to think that we're the only intelligent life in this massive universe. Um, but I, I don't. I'm not sure if I believe that we've been visited by aliens. I think it's kind of fun to think that. I love it, yeah. And I love conspiracy theories. Um, but I think, like Joe said, like I think we would have some kind of more substantial indicator besides all the conspiracy theorists taking photos of blurry lights. And with more and more people having like the best cameras ever in their pockets on their phones now, we haven't had like a super increase in actual UFO sightings. Yeah, yeah it's true. It's, uh, it's looking less and less likely. I can actually specifically remember a Reddit thread uh, where a woman had posted a picture and she said, what is this strange light in the sky? Oh my goodness, it can't be anything because here's a photo from my back porch during the day. And I said, it's almost exactly where that street lamp is in your photo. And it's kind of shaped like it too. The thing that you think is exhaust is kind of the arm of it. And she was like, no. And I said, wait. And I literally took them and overlaid them in Photoshop and moved them a bit and went, look. And I made it fade from one to the other. That's the street lamp. Oh, jeez. Joe, what if you're just part of the conspiracy? Yeah. I mean, again, I could be an alien who doesn't right. know yeah. he's an alien. And that could be my programming is to hide it. But that seems very unlikely. What if the aliens are making us think that we're all, they're all street lamps? Uh, yeah, maybe aliens look like street lamps. <laughs> maybe that's how they blend in. So, so, uh, so here in Vancouver, we, and hello to all of our listeners around the world. Here in Vancouver, H.R. Uh, McMillan Space Center is, is the, uh, is the uh, source, is the resource for all things space. Mm -hmm. Yes. So in, in the case of a of, uh, uh, visitor, would would the mayor of Vancouver reach out to the Space Center to uh, be a part of that first meeting? And would you, Kat, potentially be at that first meeting? Well, I hope so. I'm putting that out there right now. If he's listening, call me. I'll be there. Um, I think they, I mean, I don't know if we'd be top of the list to call. There might be a few people they call first. I guess my real question <laughs> is, does HR McMillan Space Center have uh, you know, an action plan. An action plan. Oh, first contact. Totally plan. right, because uh, I've I've worked uh, I've worked in communications for for a, a big company, a corporate company, and it was all about like uh, plans and like plans that you will hope we'll never have to use these mm -hmm. strategy plans, but they're there. Does H M McMillan have a plan for this? In all seriousness, not that I'm aware of. No. <sighs> Uh, however, Clarence, Clarence <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think uh, they're so SETI, for example, the search for extraterrestrial intelligence, they have an action plan. Um, and it depends on uh, the sort of severity of whatever it is that we find, um, like a signal versus a, a visit. Um, and one of the main things is that they say that they would be completely open with the public and comply with the media and be truthful and honest. And I think that would be the best approach. Um, so I'd like to think 
I'm pretty sure they'd freak out and be like, where's Kat? It's her job. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. <laughs> um, now, that leads into a good question as well. Um, who does everyone think the best person uh, for fo- first contact would be? Jean-Luc Picard. <laughs> oh, yeah. So a fictional person, yeah. yeah. I, I would agree. It would have to be a fictional person because we're all terrible. I, I don't, Mr. Rogers has passed. He would be the one I would have right. picked. Yeah, Fred Rogers. Uh, I, I would say, uh, did not think about it until this very moment, but that's a great question. Uh, I would choose someone like, like a Paul Rudd. You know, oh. Just like a nice charming guy who an alien can sit down and have a, a beer with and talk about uh, the next movie or what life is like on Mars. Hmm. Paul Rudd, if you're listening, get ready. <laughs> what would you um, I think I would go with uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson um, just because he knows a lot about space already and he seems like a really nice person. Uh, I don't feel like he would uh, make it so that the aliens would attack us. I think things would go well. I mean, so, unless he started nitpicking their movies, ooh, yeah, then they could true. get very annoyed with him. Yeah, because that's what he does. <laughs> I feel uh, now, you know, because when it comes to uh, like alien movies, and there's dozens, hundreds of different uh, types of alien movies, and a lot of them have to do with that first contact. And uh, either, you know, just thinking to myself, a lot of them end horribly the first contacts end horribly so what what should protocol be if we were to help write that action plan for the uh the space center you know if we were able to uh put an action plan so that if it does happen nobody's afraid we're ready to leap into action what should the first things be uh peace because uh like any any alien that approaches our planet is going to have a huge advantage in potential energy from just being above us in a hu- above us in a hu- and we're all in a huge gravity well like if they have the power to get to here they could be out in the asteroid belt grab a bunch of asteroids and just drop them on our planet and just wreck they don't need bombs they just need to take rocks and drop them from the sky the same way that the dinosaurs were wiped out right uh, so, I mean, if we don't have a peaceful reach out to them, we're, we're totally hooped. So yeah. Hello. We're very nice. We don't want to hurt you at all. Please ignore all these nuclear weapons we have. <laughs> so you're saying we're already totally hooped. I, if they're at all aggressive, if they don't like us and want us to be gone, we could be gone before we even know they existed. They, they would just send hurtling rocks at us and we'd never see say, them. Yeah. Ha, nuclear. Ha, <laughs> <laughs> I'll remember that. <laughs> we have rocks. <laughs> What about you, Kat? What do you what do you think should be a, a primary message or a first thing that, you know, whenever we you know whenever we send ambassadorships from Canada, there's always a candied salmon. What should we <laughs> offer? What should we offer to uh, an ambassador from another planet? Um, I've always I like the idea of like the Voyage spacecraft, and I actually watched a movie last night um, called The Beyond. It's on Netflix. It's new. Oh. It's pretty good. It's about alien first contact, um, and they have like a chip where they have um, a summary of humans and its languages and music and ocean waves and just uh, all like almost endearing features. And I mean, maybe throw in some history and show our, our darkness and our light. Um, but I think we're like let's presume we're individual in the universe um as you said like military and um 
defense-wise, I think we should be making zero assumptions. They're most likely way more advanced than us if they're visiting us. If advanced is even the word, like it could be so different. Uh, I think it's best to yeah start in peace and just kind of present our who we are. Um, and yeah, kind of, my, one thing might be like let's make sure everyone on Earth doesn't freak out and do right. crazy things. Yeah, that's Try to be concerned about that. Everyone mm-hmm. stay calm. Like an arrival with Amy Adams. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, there were you know the different nations trying to come together to to figure out what this thing was and to decipher the code and and uh, it's like wow, watching all of these nations in the movie fight instead of trying to figure this out. It did feel very real, and I think that mm-hmm. that's what, uh, to me, lent a, a, that movie to feel like very realistic. No offense to aliens, which I absolutely love, but yeah. you know, different kinds of realism when it comes to alien-type movies. Yeah, it's a sad reality for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, and I laughed nervously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we humans try to, you know, we try to get, so many of us try to get the advantage on whatever happens. So when aliens show up, they're going to want to have the advantage. Yeah. Uh, so that leads into another question. You know, again, now uh, we we at Fear of Science, we and we are convey we are creators of pop culture. We are uh, uh, intakers. We are absorbers. Consumers. We are cons- obsessed with. <laughs> <laughs> we are obsessed with pop culture too. So uh, from uh, for our listeners out there, for from our guests and and from us as well. What do you all think that the most realistic alien movie is? <sighs> Other than Arrival, which I've already yeah. stated is number I one. Like Amy Adams, one. please come on our show. Uh, probably Contact. <laughs> uh, I think Contact because it shows them as being so much more advanced than us that we can barely understand it. And also that they understand that and so take that into account when reaching out to us and kind of maybe giving us a tiny step rather than just, hello, we're here, let us cure cancer and feed you all forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I really think that's the way that it's probably going to go. Because I, I, a lot of the alien things that we think of are almost, plus, if we add a little bit of magic technology, it's really what we would build, right? It's kind of a Star Wars-y kind of understandable kind of thing. But that's only maybe, what, a thousand years uh, ahead of us, b- barring the magic hyperdrive or whatever that is. But some of these alien races might be millions of years more advanced than us. And what does that mean? And I don't even know if we can figure that out with our used to be climbing trees only a few million years ago brains, right? I, I don't know if we can even understand them that well. So I think contact, yeah. Yeah, I'd have to agree. I think uh, what I love most about the movie is the process as well, like how, and, and the book as well um, love it yeah yeah Carl Sagan he just like he imagines the whole world and how everyone responds and the tiny details um and yeah I love how it's her dad that meets her and I some people don't like that bit but I think it's like it's cool it's a familiar face they're not trying to scare us and then they give us a tiny bit and they're like okay we'll come back like mm. just take it in <laughs> don't freak out we'll come back we we've done this with others before your time will come mm-hmm. um and I love that um approach it's just uh they they know better than us and to just let it let let the chips fall where they may yeah, yeah. and jodie foster's so good oh, in that yeah. Movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah everybody is uh, uh jake Busey was so good in that uh even um all right all right all right um 
Oh, Matthew, oh, McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey is in that, and he's 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 excellent as yeah. like the preacher who's also interested in science and stuff. Yeah. I think I would go with uh, the movie Life. Um, if anyone's seen it, it's with um, uh, Deadpool. Um, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Um, is that the one where they're on the the spaceship, the spaceship. and things go horribly <laughs> wrong? Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal, I believe, in is, is in it too. Um, but what I really liked about that movie is is one the alien was just so unique um, the way it was designed. It was it kind of started off as a single cell organism that they find frozen on, I believe it was Mars, um, and it kind of starts growing and multiplying and and becoming this this entity that uh, kills everybody. So uh, yeah. I'm hoping it's not real uh, because it was horrifying. It was a very scary movie, but uh, pretty realistic, I think. Wow. Uh, for for me, other than Arrival, uh, one movie that I would say that the the optimistic, uh, almost too optimistic part of me hopes is real uh, is super super nerdy uh, Star Trek: First Contact. Mm. <laughs> Mainly because. I, when I was younger and watching the movie, I, you know, thought to myself, and even now, I think to myself, all we as as humans need to do is just do that one thing, and then we will finally get noticed, and finally we will be accepted into the galactic, uh, interspatial traveling, uh, federation spanning globe of people. Uh, yep. That always just you know, and I wonder if that's like more a statement on me where I'm like, ah, oh, if I just if I book this one commercial, then I'm gonna be set, <laughs> or oh, if I uh, if I work out this one extra time, then I'm gonna be totally fit, or wow, if 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 we can finally develop warp drive, <laughs> and you know, uh, then mm-hmm. we'd finally be able to meet aliens. Maybe it's something that we just haven't done yet. I like how the aliens are just watching you specifically, being like, oh, Imagine? Daniel's done that extra push-up. Let's go. Yes. The, the whole, once we reach a certain point, they come and welcome us. It could also be once we reach a po- certain point, they go, oh, time to sterilize that world because yeah. now they can reach us, right? They're like, oh, humans. Yeah, they're violent and weird and random and kind of clever, and we like their sitcoms. But as soon as they try to spread out, we're going to have to deal with that. Yeah. I, I love the idea of, of all the Star Trek aliens because I'm a, a massive Star Trek fan. Um, and I love the Ferengis and the Vulcans. Everything is so good. But with every Star Trek alien also comes the Borg, and that scares the hell out of me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, how long can a war last when you've got an entire galaxy to wage it in and planets everywhere to hide on? And Right, because yeah. uh, uh, downstairs while I was exploring the Vancouver Public Library where we are currently recording this podcast. Uh, there, I found a book and it was talking about the, the size of space and how the size of space, and Kat, maybe you can speak to this, how space is just so much bigger we can even fathom. Uh, Kat, is that, is my mind not able to handle and process this? That, yeah, it's a completely reasonable response. I mean, we, we can barely handle the size of, say, this province. Right. Like like try to try to think of the distance from here to, say, the border to Alberta. Right. And it's right. you can't even really wrap your head around that. So Kelowna much. is four hours away. It is. I love you, Kelowna. 
four hours is a long drive. And that's not even a long drive. Yeah. Because uh, 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 the distance from, from Earth to the moon, like, uh, in perspective, like, what's a way to put that in perspective for me? Uh, it's something like, I think it's like nine times the circumference of the Earth. Wow. So if you could travel around the Earth once and then stretch that out nine times, that would be the distance to the, the moon. Wow. That's an expensive flight. Yeah. <laughs> That seems far. But think of the aeroplane miles that you can get on that, right? Yeah. Ah, like one trip to the moon, you are set for yeah. for life. But where else would you want to go? That's true. Yeah. It's like I've been to the moon. I don't need to go anywhere yeah. else. <laughs> Just got to talk to, um, what's his name from uh, Virgin? Um, the guy building Branson. the private. Branson? Yeah, yeah Branson, yeah. Cause, uh, and, and the closest planet to Earth is Venus? Neptune? Venus. Ah, how to write the first name. <laughs> so, and so the distance from here to, to Venus, uh, what is that? Uh, I don't know the number sure. off the top of my head, but... Um, like, in, like, just massively... Yeah, like it's many times the distance from the Earth to the Moon. Right. This is the problem, is like, we, even in astronomy, we have new units, because things like meters are just so meaningless now. Right. So an astronomical unit is the name, it's really inventive. Oh. That's the distance from the Earth to the Sun. I learned something new today. So when you start going even further than our solar system, and we might say, oh, it's this many astronomical units away, um, trying to give you like analogies of how far these things are, instead of just, uh, oh, it's 10 to the 28. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, it's difficult, right. but. Um, I'm looking for a football size. Yeah, tell me <laughs> yeah, how many right. football yeah. fields. How many hours of driving it would be? Well, there's the, the light hours thing. So, for example, um, the, it takes eight minutes from the light from the sun to reach Earth, traveling at the speed of light. So you call that light minutes. Um, oh. Or, say, Jupiter is about 45 minutes. Oh, that's yeah. a gr- easy drive. Assuming we could travel faster than light. Ah, uh, well, as, as fast as. Close to. Close to. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Right. What if we, if we can't travel faster than light wow. yet, listeners? If you are listening, uh, wow, uh, that is. Uh, so so maybe the reason why we haven't met aliens is just because we're too far away. It's like having a friend who lives in Maple Ridge. You want to go and visit them, <laughs> and you love them, but you know their Wi-Fi is spotty, and you can, it's the it's a long drive. Is that is that it? Yeah, we're fully relying on them to come to us at the yeah. moment. Yeah. yeah, although it's, I mean, the Fermi paradox speaks to that, which is the fact that, again, there's been millions and millions of years where other alien civilizations could have advanced. And we've kind of figured out that if you had a few million years and enough technology that could have, say, drones that could then harvest asteroids to build more drones, and those would then slowly go to other worlds, and then they would build more drones and spread out and spread out and spread out. That would only take uh, several, you know, dozens of millions of years to go across the whole galaxy, right? It's a long time in, yeah. in human terms, but they've had that time to do it, and we haven't seen ev- any evidence that anybody has, and so that's weird. The pyramids. <laughs> yeah, humans built those. Checkmate. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody could stack rocks in this shape without alien help. Before then, you know, uh, right? Like, we now know that it's called a pyramid. But before the pyramids, there was no such thing as a pyramid shape. Did you know that? I did not. That's 
Pro- probably not. No, it's not. I don't think that's. Ants have figured it out. You yeah. Know, we call it. It's an anthill. They just stack grains of sand instead right. of rocks. But yeah. There is zero fact checking done on the pyramids. If 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 pyramids were inverted so that the thinnest part was at the bottom and they were big at the top, then I would list. I would be like, yeah, you know, maybe aliens taught us how to make that anti gravity rock work at the top. You but, mean but Stargate's not real? Is that what you're saying? So sorry. Amanda oh, Tapping, so you lied to me. <laughs> Wow. Uh, we actually have a question uh, from Twitter uh, for this episode um, from, oh, I'm going to say her name wrong, at PureVeyu1. Um, and she asks, uh, do you think the, U- the U.S. and Canadian government are hiding evidence that aliens exist? No. <laughs> a lot of hesitation, a lot of hesitation there. No. It's caution. <laughs> I don't think they are, but I wouldn't... Um, I love a good conspiracy theory as much as anyone else. Uh, I wouldn't put it past them, uh, just based on the evidence, as, as we discussed earlier. Like, um, I really think in today's age, there would have been more clues that something like that is being hidden. Um, so yeah, I think it's unlikely, but I would never say never. Yeah, I, I don't think so at all. I, they're so incompetent, right? Like, think of how bad they are at everything. And think of Russia hacked most of America's political email servers and found nothing, right? There's hackers everywhere looking for all of this stuff. Uh, nobody has slipped up. The only people who think it has are completely untrustworthy in what they say and are just kind of, you know, maybe having their own little mental problems and <laughs> things like that. So, uh, no. Trump no. would have tweeted about it by yeah. now. Uh, sa- I, uh, the thing is, I kind of expect him to do that to take away from some other thing he doesn't want people to look at, so he might even try it. So I don't even want to say that he would have, because when he does, I'm just, I'm not going to believe him. Why yeah. would I start believing him then? True. Maybe that's the plan. Right. Yeah. Trump to say it, and then everyone will just uh, brush it off, and they'll be like, we told you. Uh, <laughs> that actually uh, leads perfectly into our, um, our last question, which is... Uh, so every episode I, I go in and I check the hashtag for whatever the subject is. So I did hashtag aliens and it was all over the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's not really anything consistent I got from it besides there are a lot of conspiracy theories, um, just nonstop. Um, so I was going to ask you guys, um, what is everyone's favorite conspiracy theory that you've heard about? I'm not really a fan because once you realize that they're just kind of a, a they're an, they come around because human operating systems are kind of broken, like that we really start to believe in things we want to believe are true, that we're very good at convincing ourselves of things that I, I just go, yeah, that's just that. I, maybe panspermia, the fact that the, the idea that we are aliens that life didn't start here and that maybe it was seeded here. I don't think it's valid at all, but I, I really like that idea because I think we're going to do that eventually. I mean, we're already looking at Mars. Right. We've got some robots crawling around on Mars. We're looking at the polar caps for ice and we might start dropping plants there because the plants will uh, eat the eat the carbon dioxide and start causing warmth, which will cause the ice to melt and then maybe terraform the entire planet over a long time. So. So it's not unbelievable that uh, some alien race could do that. I like the idea that like Earth existed before we got here and it was evolving and everything was going along fine. And like we were some kind of like bad alien experiment. So they just <laughs> yeah. took the DNA and they're like, nope, and just chucked it on this planet. 
and then we are what came out of it. Okay, listen, Grognak, what if we made these monkeys intelligent? Wouldn't that be hilarious? Yeah. Okay, we'll come back in like a million years and see what they do. Yeah. Where was that planet again? Uh, I don't know. Gosh, I was drunk when I did it and just totally... How about you, Kat? Do you have any good conspiracy theories? Uh, for the most part, they, they all just, they do, like, wind me up a lot. But um, flat earth, specific part of it, because, uh, yeah, in, oh, don't in general, get the flat mad at us. <laughs> I don't believe that. They're harmless. Um, but there's, a, like, a specific part of it, there's there's the, uh, an ice wall and that NASA's guarding it with guns. What? Yeah. yeah. Like the wall in Game of Thrones. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, but they, yeah, exactly like that. What? Um, and I think it's clever because then what anything like all the best evidence is from NASA. So uh, like then anything NASA says, any image, like absolutely anything, then well you can't believe them because they're guarding the wall with the guns. But wouldn't they're, they're, uh, someone have just taken a picture of the wall? Yeah, people have been there, but like <laughs> that that doesn't count because those are the people who disappeared. NASA, oh. I guess they, uh, I don't know, they persuaded them with their guns not to. One of my podcasts, Enlightened, did a Flat Earth uh, episode. We delved very deeply into their oh. very strange theories. It's well, quite complex. Like, I know yeah, a guy who just yeah. did a Flat Earth video, and uh, uh, it's just the, the what he's had to deal with was Flat Earthers. It's, it's just insane. Yeah, the things that you, we always hear just the very basics of their ideas, that it's flat and that right, you don't fall off because of this. But when you really delve into it, a lot of the obvious questions that people ask well what about this they have answers for and those answers are wild they are absolutely wild the they one that really correct yeah because they use sciencey words mm-hmm. not. yeah the one <laughs> right. that i love is that they think that the sun is actually closer to the earth than it actually is mm-hmm. uh just absolutely insane and it's much smaller, apparently. Oh, yeah. Smaller and closer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But see, perspective doesn't work the same over long distances. Yeah. That is that is literally one of the things they say. It and looks all like the other planets are round, but we're flat. Yep. Yeah. Uh, uh. But NASA told us that, so how yeah. do you know that's true? Well, they're the ones with the giant wall of yeah. ice, right? Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> it's wild. <laughs> you should listen to it. Onlightness.com. Yes. We yeah. just broke Daniel. <laughs> uh, I think... Uh, uh, Growing up, I used to read a lot more uh, mysteries and and uh, conspiracies, and and I enjoy a good Reddit hole or a good Wikipedia hole, but I think uh, for for myself, it's uh, I, I so much is happening currently in the world that is like mind blowing to me already that it's that uh, it's it's enough for me to be able to process like stuff that I know to be true, gravity, and I like poutine. That's easy enough for me to uh, process. But uh, any like you know, hearing people talk about like uh, about lizard people or <laughs> and uh, or like you know, and again like the the flat earthers, like hearing some you know, hearing very famous, popular uh, athletes or or celebrities talk about the flat Earth being a being a thing, and I'm like, what? Now, aliens, I believe in, but flat Earth, whoa. Yeah, whoa. That's the thing now, it's like not worth, I've, I have a reluctance to entertain it, even in a sort of mocking way, because we are in this alternative facts, fake yeah. news <laughs> stage true. that even to be discussing it, um, all I want to do is just shut it down. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's not as fun anymore to uh, to talk about it. Yeah. 
Now I wonder if it's now uh, this is maybe like my my uh, like a side jump with my brain, but maybe what if this is like a what if the world was like a, a Neil Gaiman story where everyone's collective belief in the fact that the Earth is round makes the Earth round, and well, what if the the people's collective belief that gravity is a thing is the thing that's holding us down mm -hmm. what if these people who are trying to spread these conspiracy theories are, do know the truth but they're they're trying to wreck uh what we have this is kind of matrixy i wow. realize yeah yeah but, but you have to go backwards then to realize that a long time ago and it was a long time ago when we figured out that the earth was actually spherical uh people did believe that the earth was flat and then, like, only a few people were like, well, let me measure these shadows and the distance here. And, hey, wait a minute, at the same time, the angle of the shadows is different. And that only works if there's a curve here. And if it continues on, that means it goes all the way around. And so we must be a sphere. And then it fits with all of the other stuff. So uh, if our belief shaped the world, we would never change our belief. Mm. Plus, we'd be screwed because flat Earth belief is on the rise. Is it really? Yeah. yeah. Oh. oh, yeah. It's it's bizarre. It's otherwise rational people are just hearing the quasi convincing ideas right from the flat earth people. Then they become invested in them so that those ideas become their own. And then when that happens, they don't want to give it up. Yeah. So well, I, I think, yeah, the, the political uh, just reality right now, like you were saying, Kat, that um, just alternative facts that is such on a rise that people things that people took to be true are now everyone's just questioning or thinking mm -hmm. all the crazy crap that they once thought they're like oh that can apparently be real as well now yeah. um and i just it's such a weird world we're living in right now when it comes to that yeah anti-authority uh like a pushback yeah which right. i understand and it's it's healthy to have that to some extent uh, but yeah, it's, it's gone a bit far. Yeah, and not like I was a punk rocker when I was in, in high school, and I love the anti-authoritarian type attitude, and yeah, question everything. And and uh, But I think when you start doing that and questioning, like not looking at facts and just being mm -hmm. like, what you're saying is bullshit, what I'm saying is right, even though your facts are actually true, yeah. I think that is just insanity. Yeah, question everything, but that doesn't mean everything is wrong. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. I figured it out. Maybe mm. the reasons why we haven't been visited by aliens yet is because all of the aliens live on flat planets. Oh. And they see Earth as a round planet being a very scary thing. That, that's probably it. Yeah. But Checks out of my head. The planets we've seen all seem to be spherical. Joe, I don't need <laughs> to hear about your evidence-based <laughs> science facts. <laughs> The story in my head. What if so. the universe has been lying to us this whole time? Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, maybe. Like, I've read too many Neil Gaiman books, and it tells I, me a lot. I, that. I love it. My one of my other podcasts is about Neil Gaiman's <laughs> The Sandman. Right? Yeah. I have I have three podcasts right now, and one is about science, one is about Neil Gaiman. So thank you for mentioning that. You're welcome. Uh, I kind of want to tweet at Neil Gaiman. Uh, is it at Neil Gaiman? Uh, at Neil himself is uh, his Neil. Twitter. Oh. Handle. Uh, just ask him. Just be like, straight up, are there aliens? I bet he would have. I think he would be a good person to be an ambassador. I think he. Yeah. Uh, if you're questioning everything after Neil Gaiman, you're not allowed to re read any Terry Pratchett. Is, it, <laughs> is that the one that does turtles all the way down? 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've got it tattooed on my arm. <laughs> uh, yeah, the giant turtle floating through space with a flat earth on it. Oh. I mean, if there's magic, then yes, there could be a flat yeah, earth, yeah, right? Yeah. Magic is literally breaking the rules of science. So, okay, yes, if you have something that lets you break the rules of science, you could do it. Yeah. So you're saying there's magic? No. <laughs> but if there was, then yes. But there isn't. Well, uh, as every episode of Fear of Science does, we start off talking about science and then we end off talking about magic. Because in the end, isn't science just a little bit of magic that we believe in? True. No. Nope, that is no, not true. Not true. <laughs> uh, so, uh, from, from our guests, thank you both very much for joining us on Fear of Science. Uh, where can our listeners learn more about what you do? Um, really, for me, you just want to come to the Space Center. Um, come and see me do a planetarium show. Come to an adult night. Come and hold a, a, a meteorite? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, a piece it's... of the moon. Very fun. Yeah. Thank you, Kat. Boy, I'm on uh, the internet as Joe Fulgham under my name. So joefulgham.com. Uh, on Twitter, I'm at Joe Fulgham. Uh, I have a podcast called Enlightened. It's kind of on hiatus right now, but it's going to be retooled and relaunched soon. Uh, the Dreaming, the Neil Gaiman podcast, which uh, has been going through issue by issue, Neil Gaiman Sandman. We're up to issue 61 now of 76, so we're almost done the first run. Wow. Uh, and the brand new podcast, which has Daniel Chai is one of my players, adventureforhire.com is where that will launch. Uh, I'm also a semi-professional game master, and if people want to hire me as a GM to come in and do team building and sort of fun stuff or parties or whatever, uh, you can do that at Adventure for Hire as well. Nice. Great. And of course, you can find Fear of Science on all of your social media needs. Uh, we're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can use the hashtag to communicate with us. If you're an alien, you can also communicate with us through the brainwaves. But uh, if you are not an alien, please use the hashtag Fear of Science. We'd love to hear from you. Yes. Um, yeah, and, uh, and just to wrap it all up, um, as we always say here at the Fear of Science, uh, we trust our secret lizard overlords and all hail the lizard queen.